It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard! Gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it, breaking away, Garrett Wilson, Wilson a big play downfield, Allen tripped up, he could not get past Jermaine Johnson, oh look at the speed of Brees Hall, he's done it again, Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown, and he's sacked again by Quinton Williams, what a beast, number 95 for the Jets, listen, This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to review the Jets draft class, but also the draft in general. A lot of fun with our friend Walter Cherapinski, who is the owner and founder of WalterFootball.com. Walter has a lot of great intel every year. He shared some of it with us on the show the day of the draft. But what was really amazing is, and we're going to get into this, if you went to WalterFootball.com and you checked out his draft betting props, he hit on almost every single one of them. And some of these were not gimmies. Some of them you look at and you say, oh, come on, of course that one's going to hit. But there were a bunch that were very impressive. So to talk about the Jets, their draft, and everything else that went on during the three-day process, Walter is back. Walter, thanks for coming back on, brother. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to recapping the draft. And uh, it's it's kind of surreal that it's ended. Actually, uh, after I posted my final team grade, I was finally done work for the weekend. I just feel like I didn't sleep at all. And I, I emerged from my basement. And I showed my wife that uh, that gif of uh, Jon Snow leaving the nice watch saying my watch has ended. That's how I felt uh, with the draft <laughs> over. <laughs> I could totally relate to that. Believe me. Let's start with the Jets. So the way I understand it is the Jets had a list of offensive linemen they liked. They weren't going to reach for somebody beyond that. They also really liked Jameer Gibbs. This is what your guy Charlie Campbell reported over at WalterFootball.com. And it was also backed up by Dane Brugler over at The Athletic that the Jets were looking at Jameer Gibbs at number 15 if he had gone past the Lions. Talk a little bit about what you had found out in terms of what the Jets were looking to do. Was it a situation where they had a handful of tackles they liked, would have gone in that direction if they'd made it there, and then after that it was just a matter of who's the best player on our board? Yeah, so uh, we talked about this right before the draft where the Jets wanted one of the tackles. So their order of preference, and I'm not including Paris Johnson, uh, although I guess I am now, but um, they did not expect him to get to to their pick, which is realistic. Outside of Paris Johnson, their order of preference was Darnell Wright and Peter Skaronsky. Uh, and then there was some uh, drama regarding Broderick Jones. We're not sure if Broderick Jones was ahead of Jameer Gibbs or not. Um, have to maybe find that out, but uh, either way, they wanted one of those two players, and they were both off the board by number 15. But yeah, the, the Jets were very interested in Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Gibbs is highly regarded, and it, it was um, kind of astonishing to me that, that the Lions pick of Gibbs was so panned by the media. Um, you know, no one expected Gibbs to go that high you know, unless, you, unless you read our site. Uh, but Gibbs is su- super talented. A lot of teams had him as a top five prospect. Uh, he drew comparisons to Jamal Charles and Alvin Kamara. Um, super explosive running back. And the, and the Jets, you know, even though they had Brees Hall, and I, I, this, this is the question I was asking, like, why would the Jets want a first-round running back with Brees Hall? But th- there's some concern with his injury. So um, 
you know, the Jets are trying to win this year, and it makes sense for a team uh, that needs a running back for the season if they're if they're trying to make a Super Bowl run to take one in the first round if he's uh, a, an elite player, which Amir Gibbs is. So, yeah, all all four of those players are off the board by fifteen. So, it looked like the Jets were trying to 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 call out of the pick, like they they used almost all their time. I imagine that they were on the phone trying to make deals. It didn't happen. So they had to take uh, a player they probably had ranked a little later. Um, but, you know, if, if he's the next player available and you can't move out, then you can't really fault them for taking the guy. Yeah, that was the impression that I got, that essentially they did have Will McDonald ranked very high on their board. Maybe they would have preferred one of the players that you talked about. But when they couldn't get a good enough deal to move down, it was just a matter of, hey, here's this kid we really like. We think he can be an excellent player. Let's just take him. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. Um, actually, it reminds me of like a fantasy draft when like you want four guys and they all go right in front of you and you're like, oh, man, what would I do? And you just take a guy you know you could probably get later. I think that's what they thought. Uh, I, I had Will McDonald in the second round. I think Charlie did as well. Um and I, I believe that he was uh, like a kind of a fringe first, second rounder. Uh, so the Jets probably thought that, hey, maybe we can get him at 42 or, um, or is it 43, one, whichever one they had. Uh, so I, I think that they were probably a little disappointed given that they spent all their time trying to presumably call out of the pick. But um, if he's the best player on your board, like you're not going to take another player, right? So um, it made sense to make to take Will McDonald where they were. Uh, I, I think you would agree that, you know, I kind of wish they would have taken Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like you as a Jets fan, I as a Jets a better uh, for this year. <laughs> I, I think uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba would have been the better pick, but I, I can't, th- I can't fault them to, for taking Will McDonald. He's a very talented edge rusher. Yeah, I agree. That's exactly where I'm at. I wanted Jackson Smith at Jigba, and in the moment I was annoyed about it, but the more I started to think about it, the more I got on board with the pick because Will McDonald is very talented, and I think he's a player that if he hadn't been a bit misused by Matt Campbell at Iowa State this past year, thrown inside when he's way too small to be playing inside, he would have had a third straight double-digit sack season, and we're probably talking about a guy who's challenging for the top edge rusher spot in the draft. I don't know if he would have overtaken Will Anderson, but he would have been very much in the discussion for the next edge rusher to be picked in the draft. So, like you said, I think it was probably a case of this is the guy we have highest rated on our board. Maybe if we trade down a little bit, we'd be able to get him, but we're not sure. It's not worth the risk, so let's just take him now and be happy with the guy that we really like. And so I wanted to talk about not just McDonald, but the rest of the Jets draft class. It was interesting, Walt, because as you know, the Jets had two second-round picks to start after the Elijah Moore trade. One of those picks went to the Green Bay Packers, the 42nd pick in the draft, and then the Jets had no third-rounder because that went in the Elijah Moore deal. They wound up with a fourth-rounder. They traded down. They picked up a couple of extra picks. So they did end up having quite a few picks on day three when we weren't sure that they were going to have that many. Let's dig into all of this. Talk about the Jets' draft class, what you thought of each of the picks, and then overall your thoughts on how the Jets did during the draft. So I, I really like the second pick, Joe Tipman. He's someone who entered the first round of my mock draft at, toward the end. Um, he's he's a he's a center, uh, but he can also play guard. He's very versatile. It's another versatile lineman for the Jets, which you know, a, as the Jets learned last year, can come in handy when there are injuries. Uh, I was I was a little surprised that they went center only because they resigned Connor McGovern right before the draft. I, I thought that they would resign McGovern uh, if they couldn't get a center, 
So I, I thought that was their contingency plan. And when they resigned, actually, when they, they resigned McGovern and then the, the Aaron Rodgers trade happened, I think like six hours later, that it was like the same day. So I, I thought that, you know, the Jets thought, okay, we lost one of our second rounders. We're not going to take a center here because, uh, you know, we only have one second round pick now. Um, but apparently they, they thought differently. And uh, I guess they had Tipman rated highly, which I, I don't blame him. I had him highly too. So, um, you know, we I think we talked about on a few episodes about how they met with John Michael Schmitz a lot. Uh, Michael Schmitz went a little later, um, and I think T- Tittman is a better prospect. So um, I, I like to pick quite a bit. I, I gave that an A. Um, in, the, in the fourth round, they, they took Carter Warren. Um, you know, he's uh, I, I think he's um, I, I think he is starting potential down the road. I don't think he's quite there yet. Um, but uh, you know, he, he, he's kind of raw. He needs to make improvements in his game, but he's uh, pretty athletic. So I think that, uh, they, they could, um, you know, they could get him, uh, to play as a starter eventually. I just think it'll take some work. Uh, Israel, Abanaconda, I, I thought that was, um, I thought that was the Jets' worst pick. I, I didn't like that that much. He's, uh, he is good vision, but he doesn't strike me as, uh, a running back with any elite traits like he's not an explosive runner he's not uh, a good pass catcher out of the backfield um he can't catch passes but it's like he's he seems like mediocre in every category I, I thought that he would go a lot later or undrafted like he didn't even make my mock draft um so i, I was kind of su- surprised that they took him uh, a little uh, like earlier than i thought he would go uh zaire barnes uh the linebacker is pretty versatile um is not a great athlete but he's um he he can he can be uh you know a good blitzer he's uh he's a solid tackler so he's someone who could be useful i think he might play special teams um for most of his career but uh you know may, maybe he makes it as a as a two down uh player in the future uh jarek bernard converse I, I thought that was a really good pick i had him in i think the third or fourth round so i thought they got a steal in the sixth um He's uh, he's he's good size. He's quick. He's athletic. I I was surprised he he dropped. Um, Charlie Campbell, by the way, runs a, a feature on the site called Why the Slide, and uh, he talks about why players slid in the draft. Um, I think Bernard Converse will probably be featured in in, in that. So I'm kind of curious to see why he dropped. Uh, but I thought I thought the Jets got a great pick there. They didn't need a cornerback, but you know you can never have enough cornerback depth and. In, a, in the AFC, where you have so many great uh, passing offenses, uh, you, 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 can, you can never have too many corners. So, I, you know, I, I love that pick. And then finally, Zach Kuntz from Old Dominion. Uh, you know, he's, he's so athletic. We were talking about him before we started recording. Uh, he's, he's a freak of nature. And um, I was surprised he didn't go earlier. I thought he'd go fifth round, maybe even the fourth, but just because of his upside. He's super raw, though. Like, he may not amount to anything in the NFL, but – you know, in the, in the seventh round, you have to swing for the fences. And, you know, I, it's definitely a home run pick there. Like, you're either going to strike out with him, and if you do, it's a seventh round pick. Who cares? But you can hit a home run. Like, Koontz could be a good starter down the road. Um, so I, I like that pick a lot. So I, I thought the Jets overall had a solid draft. Um, you know, Will McDonald a little too early. Uh, Abanaconda I didn't like. Outside of that, though, I thought they, they did pretty well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Walt, I hate doing this because really we can't know for sure how good the draft class is until the guys get on the field and play, but we still have to do it because this is just the world we live in. Based on what you know right now about the picks, who the Jets got, and looking at the draft class in its totality, you said you mostly thought it was a pretty solid draft. What grade would you give it? Are we looking at a B, B minus? I think I'd give a C plus on the site just because I, I thought that Jets should have traded down from uh, number 15. But overall, like if you look at the players they got, I, I like the players they got. I just think that, you know, if, if they had traded down and gotten Wood McDonald in the 20s, um, I would have liked it a lot more. Uh, I just think that they, I don't want to say panicked because, you know, they, they try to call out, they spent all their time, um, and they, they just couldn't get a deal done. They just couldn't do anything. They were kind of trapped uh, by, by their circumstances. Um, but it was still a disappointing a- outcome because they liked four guys and they're all off the board and they didn't trade down. But, you know, they couldn't, they, they, I assume they didn't have a good deal. So I, I don't totally blame them for that. But I, I like, just so I, I penalized them for that overall. But, um, like I said, I, I like the players they got. I, like McDonald should be a good pass rusher for them in the future. Uh, Tipman should be a starter. I think he, he, there's a good chance he's a starter day one at center. Um, I, I think there's a chance uh, Bernard Converse turns into a, a good corner in the future. Uh, Carter Warren, like I said, he might be a starter in the future. So there's definitely a lot of promise here. Um, but I, again, um, it's just unfortunate how things went down in the first round. Walter, I mentioned before how much success you had with the betting props that you listed at WalterFootball.com. Can you go over some of those? Because I think next year, people need to learn their lesson. They've got to go to the betting props section of your site and pay attention to the ones you have up there because you hit almost every single one of them. The only one you missed was one that was a surprise to many, which is Jalen Carter to go in the top five. Other than that, you pretty much nailed everything. Yeah, I mean, all, all credit to Charlie Campbell. He's he's the best uh, draft analyst and reporter out there. So uh, he gave us a lot of this information. But yeah, uh, Jalen Carter going top five was, uh, or not going top five, was surprising. I think Seattle wanted to take him in the top five. And then something happened the week of the draft because uh, I can tell you, like, as of the week before the draft, they were going to take Carter at number five. But I, I guess they learned something about him. Maybe uh, they, they found out that uh, his, his friends didn't go to his birthday party or something. But uh, I don't know why he dropped. The Eagles definitely lucked out with him. But outside of that, we had Zay Flowers under 23 and a half. Uh, Seattle was going to take him at 20 if Jackson Smith and Jigba wasn't there. Uh, Jameer Gibbs in the first round, I thought that was the easiest bet. The, the big on that was kind of high at minus 205, but I thought that was a super easy bet. Jameer Gibbs drafted by the Lions. We had that at 18 to 1. Uh, FanDuel had 60 to one. I was, as I was telling you before we started recording, Pennsylvania doesn't allow draft betting. Um, I've never hated Pennsylvania more in my life. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like I, I was trying to, to find the draft props on FanDuel and DraftKings. They both weren't available. And then a, a reader told me, Hey, you can get uh, 60 to one on, on uh, FanDuel. It's better, much better than 18 to one. I'm like, yeah, I, I wish I could do that. Um, we had B. John Robinson under 13 and a half. Uh, B. John Robinson drafted by Atlanta at uh, plus plus one ninety. Um, that that was uh, that was a nice one. Uh, Darno Washington over thirty four and a half. He dropped because of uh, some teams flunked him medically. Uh, Devon Witherspoon under six and a half. Uh, Detroit was not letting him go past number six. So Seattle, it was unfortunate that for a mock draft, Seattle took him at five because Witherspoon was going to take him at six. Uh, we had two running backs in the first round, which hit uh, pretty early. 
I took a, this is another loss, but I t- it was a very small bet. I took a long shot with the Browns drafting an offensive lineman first at plus at, at uh, nine to one. They, their second pick was an offensive lineman. So I just almost hit that. And then uh team to draft Hendon Hooker. We had the Lions at eight to one. Uh, so yeah, we hit almost all those. Uh, we hit all of our draft props the year before as well. So uh, yeah, I, I post these the week of the draft, uh, usually 24 to 48 hours beforehand once we know all our information. So it was, it was awesome to hit these uh, once again. Well, what were some of the biggest surprises that occurred during the draft? Because as we know, you're very plugged in and so is Charlie Campbell. And so obviously there are times where teams do things that you really didn't see coming. The Jalen Carter one is a specific example. Can you talk a little bit about what threw you for a loop the most during draft night? Well, I could say uh, the other player the Eagles drafted, Nolan Smith dropping, that was very surprising. I don't think anyone would have batted an eye if Nolan Smith was taken at number 10 by the Eagles. That's actually what I had in my mock draft. And I know the Eagles had interest in him at 10. Uh, Charlie Campbell actually reported that if Jalen Carter dropped past Seattle at number five, that the Eagles were going to try to trade up. Uh, the Eagles didn't want to go all the way up to five, which just would have cost too much. But if he fell to six and below, then the Eagles would have tried to trade for trade it up for Jalen Carter. Charlie had that report, I think, a couple weeks before the draft. So um, that ended up happening. The Eagles moved up one spot, and and they got uh, Jalen Carter. But then Nolan Smith fell a lot, and it was very surprising. Actually, when when Dallas made their pick, I saw Smith on the TV, and I was like, oh, they got Nolan Smith. That's that's a great pick. Uh, and it turned up to be uh, Mozzie Smith. And I, I was shocked. I, I thought they would take Nolan Smith because uh, Demarcus Lawrence is thirty; he's going to be thirty-two, and um, and so he continued to fall. And then the Eagles dra- drafted him in number thirty. Um, I, I could tell you this: uh, so Arizona, they they drafted Paris Johnson after moving down from three to twelve, and then the six. I was told I was I was asking uh, a source I have with Cardinals. Um, it's like he told me he told me to, to put Paris Johnson to the Cardinals. I didn't listen because I, I knew the Raiders liked them too. But I said I asked if it's if Paris Johnson is not there, who who do you think the Cardinals would take it? And he said if they trade down, uh, if Paris Johnson is not there, then Nolan Smith. And uh, so the Cardinals were even considering him in the the number twelve range. So with him gone, I I, I don't uh, I'm sorry with, with uh, Arizona not taking Nolan Smith. Um, I, I thought for sure some teams would take him. And, and when other teams are on the clock, I'm like, okay, definitely going to be Nolan Smith. No. And, and so he kept falling, and the Eagles landed him. Uh, the Eagles ended up with the best draft. I think I gave him an A+. Plus. So that, that was something that was shocking to me. Credit to Eric Edholm of NFL.com who came on this show and said, watch the Eagles to move up a little bit for Jalen Carter if he slides. That is exactly what happened. And that was the one prop that you missed over at WalterFootball.com. But like I said, if people had bet the other props, even losing on the Jalen Carter one, they would have made out like bandits. So trust me, next year, go to that section, bet what Walt puts up there, and you will be better off financially for it. Walt, let's talk about the winners and losers here. You've talked a little bit about specific picks. Can you tell me which teams you thought really aced the draft and which teams you thought really flunked? So I, I think the... Uh... Obviously, I mentioned the Eagles. Not only did they get um, Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter, they also drafted uh, Tyler Steen uh, in this in the second round. Actually, I think it was the third round. Uh, but um, he's, he's going to be a plug-and-play guard right away. Then they got Sidney Brown, solid, solid pick. And then they got Kelly Ringo in the fourth round. I thought that was outstanding. 
Parrish, uh, Parrish Johnson going to the Cardinals uh, kind of meant that Arizona did very well. I, I liked Arizona's draft overall. Uh, they moved down from three to twelve. They got a first round pick in uh, 2024 from Houston. And that pick should be pretty high. I, I know the Texans had a good draft, too. You could say they're a winner as well uh, because they got Stroud and uh, Will Anderson. But they're still young. They're still a very young team. I don't see them having that much success. They're not going to be the worst team in the NFL this year, but they, they're probably going to go like 5-12, and 6-11. So that could be a top-10 pick for Arizona. And Arizona might be the worst team in the NFL. So Arizona might have one and like number nine or number 10 next year. So that's going to be really big for their, uh, for the rebuilding process. So I, I thought the Cardinals navigating the draft like that, I thought that was uh, pretty outstanding. Plus they got Paris Johnson. They got a, you know, a left tackle for uh, Kyler Murray who needs all the help he can get to, to stay healthy. Like he hasn't played a full season yet in his career, which is kind of insane. Um, so getting, getting someone like that uh, to help him, uh, I thought was uh, pretty huge. Um, I thought a, a team that uh, had um, an underwhelming draft, I would say, is, uh, is Dallas. So I, I mentioned that I, I thought that they were going to take Nolan Smith, and they ended up taking Mozzie Smith. And Mozzie Smith's a, a decent player. He's a good run stopper. But in today's NFL, you have to be able to stop the pass. Like I feel like stopping the run is, is second almost. And um, to take a, a run-stuffing uh, defensive tackle in the first round over a, an elite pass rusher, almost elite pass rusher, I think – was a was a terrible mistake, and and by not drafting Nolan Smith, they let the Eagles have him. So I, I thought that was like they compounded their mistakes. So um, I, I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty bad. I, I didn't like what Kansas City did either. Uh, they, they took a pass rusher at the end, and uh, Felix Anudike Uzama is like a pretty he's a he's a talented pass rusher, but they're going to have a headache when they try to resign him and George Karlaftis in the future because they went back-to-back pass rushers. And then they they, dra- they reached on a bunch of guys. Uh, I, I like their Wanya Morris pick, but they reached on um, a lot of other uh, other prospects. So I thought that was a mistake. Um, I thought Jacksonville not addressing the defense was uh, was a huge blunder too. I, I, I like their... Um, I like their first pick. Uh, they, they drafted an offensive tackle, which they needed to do because they lost uh, Juwan Taylor. And then uh, Cam Robinson, their left tackle, might be uh, facing a suspension. So they, they kind of needed to go tackle. But then on day two, they drafted a tight end when they already had Evan Ingram. And then they drafted a running back when they already had uh, Travis Etienne and Dearness Johnson. I, I don't know what they were thinking. And, and it's not like these were good values, too. Like They, they reached on these guys. So I, I was pretty disappointed in what Jacksonville did. Um, I, I, I took out a small bet on Jacksonville to win the Super Bowl just because they're playing such an easy division. And so it, it, they're going to be in the playoffs. And I think I, think I got them at 28-1. to I'm not sure it's like around there. Um, so to get a team that's already going to be in the playoffs, 28-1, um, I thought was was good value. But so uh, like I was pretty disappointed um, in what they did. I, I should say another team I thought that did very well was uh, Pittsburgh. Um, not not because of the Broderick Jones uh, pick, although I kind of like getting a left tackle for, for Kenny Pickett with, with upside. But to get Joey Porter Jr. atop the second round, like I had him going to Pittsburgh at 17. Like that was such a great um, – a great value pick. I, I, I thought that he fell a little bit. So um, I, I thought the Steelers did pretty well. And then they got Keanu Benson. Um, uh, like he's, he's the kind of uh, run stuffing defense tackle you take later. And that's what they did. And then they drafted Darnell Washington at the end of the third round. Like I said, teams flunked him medically, but he's still super talented. So I, I really like the upside. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we have all the team grades at, at WalterFootball.com. So you can, you can check out how every team did.
Walter Cherpinski, the owner and founder of WalterFootball.com. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the Jets draft and everything else that went on around the 2023 NFL draft with me. Really appreciate it. Always a blast. Very few people I enjoy talking football with more than Walter. You can see why. Make sure you're checking out everything he's doing over at WalterFootball.com with Charlie Campbell. And Walt, as we both know, it's never too early to start checking out info on the 2024 draft, right? You've got plenty of stuff up there, plus grades for 2023 and all of that. It's a cornucopia of great stuff draft-related. Plus, you've also got fantasy and betting stuff too, right? Yeah, actually, right before we started talking, I finished updating my 2024 NFL mock draft. So you can you can check out the update on on the site. Uh, we're going to have a second round later in the week. Uh, we're going to have a ton of features, uh, updated fantasy rankings for, for uh, draft. We're going to have uh, team win total uh, bets after the schedule comes out. So I, l- I look forward to passing those to posting those and um yeah we're gonna have season previews throughout the summer like detailed uh analysis on on uh, how the teams are gonna do and um i think last year our season preview predictions was eagles bills super bowl so we just missed out on having both there so um yeah that that usually yeah it usually goes on the site around july so yeah we have a ton of content even though the the draft is over Make sure you check out everything Walter and Charlie are doing over at WalterFootball.com. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from down under. Luke Grant has some awesome All-22 breakdowns, including breakdowns of three of the Jets' newest players that they got in the 2023 NFL Draft. Will McDonald, who was picked in the first round out of Iowa State, the edge rusher. Joe Tipman, the center out of Wisconsin, who was picked in the second round. And the Jets' seventh-round pick, who you just heard Walter talk about, the man with the freak athleticism, Zach Kuntz. All of those All-22 breakdowns and much more on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So go ahead and do that for us. We'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.